This is the Smarts and Stripes Podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Smarts and Stripes. We are back with the full crew today, so we're going to have a little bit of reaction to the shows that have gone by in the last few days. And we're going to get into headlines. I know that Kevin has a few things to say, and I think Turtle might as well. Hey, guys, real quick. Have I ever told you the Iconics are money? (laughs) They are so good. These guys are insanity. I'm sure we'll get into them in a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, First and foremost, maybe this just makes me the biggest mark in the world. Probably. uh, Yeah, that I didn't even... See it coming. We we talked on uh, the Raw show about, I don't know, about Miz as like a baby face now. He's like an ass kicker after being this heel guy for so long. He needs another direction. I'm all right with it. Yeah, that's it's it's fresh and whatever, but we talked about how Kevin Owens is really working as a, as a baby face, and I just, it was so much fun having him in New Day. I was legit heartbroken. <laughs> it was the most obvious thing ever coming. I was still legitimately heartbroken when he turned on Kofi. It really was. <laughs> How anybody didn't see this coming is is completely blind. But uh, I think we're I think we're all resigned to the fact now that KO does his best work as a heel. Yeah, that's he's a fantastic heel, and he's he's not a fantastic heel because of what he goes out there and does in front of the live crowd or on the microphone in front of the camera. He's a fantastic heel because you genuinely want to dislike this guy. Yeah. There are people who hate this guy. Got news for you. He's a dick. <laughs> and so it transfers to the screen and what he does in the ring. He's fantastic. It, yeah, go ahead, Turtle. No, it's, I, 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 like you, was just very, very <laughs> upset. It, it caught me very off guard, and I was like, wow, more pink. Oh. I was legitimately like... It's still real to me, damn it! Like I was heartbroken when he, and it was like it was the most obvious thing ever. If you've ever watched wrestling a day, you knew it was coming. Obviously, this was coming, but it, it, I was still man. That was fun. I wanted. I didn't want to see. Go and that's anywhere. it. It was. It was fun for a week or yeah, two. And, it, uh, it was fun. Um, but now we're gonna get back to business the way Kevin Owens knows how to. And he, as much as like, yeah, he's just a heel. He's perfect for it. Like the power bomb into the into the apron. That's just a heel spot. It's great stuff. Like, it just looks like he's trying to kill the guy, and it's a. I think it's a great first feud for Kofi out of the gate. How are you guys liking the Firefly Funhouse stuff? Pee Wee Herman, Mister Rogers Playhouse. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Look, I um, I was scrolling through Facebook, and <laughs> this thing comes across my screen. I didn't see Raw, obviously, um, and I just stood dead in my tracks and literally said to myself what is this and i think i even texted you guys in our in our podcast group chat saying what the blank is this i look man just like the ko turn i think we're going to see some type of creepy off the wall hard right turn here out of bray wyatt but if that's how they're going to get to it or even if that's in the plans Man, like this is a complete 180 from where he was before. And if you're trying to appeal to the kids, and I understand that, Bray Wyatt's not the guy to do it with. Um, I've always been an advocate of let's see how it plays out. Just let the storyline play out. Let the character play out. Let everything play out to see where it goes. I'm really not willing to do that with this. (laughs) Why? Uh, You don't want to see him come through the door, change his shoes, put on a sweater. (laughs) 
This isn't Mr. <laughs> Rogers' to, neighborhood, but man. That's, what it, that's exactly what it that's, is. Uh, I watched it back, because after the first time, obviously, like everybody, I'm just sitting there thinking, oh, God, like, what the hell am but I... But what a disappointment for that creepy bird vignette. Like, <laughs> I was just wondering, like, what this was, and then all of a sudden it's... Or that, the like, doll like he, yeah, like he he's a, he's a playable cool bird now. Like ah, I just it's just, I, it's not for me. I can see this being cool again. They could just totally abort this after two weeks, and it's it's just a disaster. I can see this playing out in a cool way. Like when I watched it back, just the little things. He's got the gloves on that say hurt and heal, and. Right. So, so he's a therapist now? <laughs> and right after, right before he chainsaws the cardboard cutout, it's like he takes direction from the glove that says hurt. And I'm just seeing it going, like we kind of talked about. Like devil on one shoulder, yeah, angel we, on the other. We talked about how maybe that bird could be like a Mr. Sacco or Al Snow's head. And it's like almost giving him direction. Like What's Santino called the uh, the snake? The Yeah, whatever the, the hell that thing. No, uh, Cobra. The Cobra, yeah. Like if it's something like, I, I can see this. If it just stays this, I can see it just being terrible and they just give up on it. And in three weeks, we're seeing a whole totally different Bray Wyatt where he's doing IRS 2 or something. <laughs> but like. I'm willing to let this play out a little bit more. We talked about this on the Raw Reaction Show, how it looked like maybe Becky was going to be pulling double duty. She will be at Money in the Bank defending the Raw title against Lacey Evans, SmackDown title against... (laughs) Yeah, Charlotte. What do we... like? I like that. I think it's cool. I'm okay with it. If she retains, I like it a lot more. Yeah. This seems like a way to have that... If this is just, she gets her WrestleMania moment, but LOL, no, you're right, the, look, uh, the title's right back on Charlotte. Eh. Look, I'm okay with it, um, and even if that's the case, I'm okay with the title going back on Charlotte as long as she retains uh, the the Raw Women's title. Um, I'm totally on board with Lacey Evans. I, you know, A couple weeks ago, I put on Twitter, I think it was actually during WrestleMania, that if they don't do something with her sometime soon outside of these little walkouts where you're not explaining her character at all, uh, you're getting dangerously close to the Emelina storyline, where it's going to mean nothing, and you're going to you're going to pull the plug on it the second she debuts. Anyway, uh, they went the exact opposite of that and had her punch the women's champion square in her mouth uh, the night after WrestleMania. So far, I like what I see out of Lacey Evans. Her she's not getting a whole lot of character development yet. It's kind of just like the, this bad little Southern girl mm-hmm. who you know who's coming out and you know ass kicking and all that stuff. I like to see a little more character development out of her, but. So far, from what I've seen of her in the ring, when the bell rings, like she's ready to rock and roll. I liked what the little I saw of her in NXT. Uh, we talked about this, I think, on one of the reaction shows. After she comes out and punches Becky that first time, retroactively, I liked what she was doing better. The just coming out and then turning back. It's okay, she picked her spot, and then the first time we see her get physical... It actually matters. Right. So, all right, cool. All that other stuff now, I like, even though I started to get annoyed by it when it was happening. So, But she has to win both, though, doesn't she? You can't do this whole two belts thing, have her win at WrestleMania for her to lose the pay-per-view after. And that's something... But that's something they would do. Yeah, it is. I mean, sure. It is I mean, something that, that they would do. I mean, that has WWE written all over. That's something they would 100% do. If you think she's going to lose one, which one do you think she's more Smack likely down, to back lose? back to Charlotte. See, I, I can... And that's why I think she's going to lose the Raw one. Because you just, okay, yeah, they're going to throw it back on Charlotte and she'll run Raw and that's that. But then you throw it on... Lacey, in her first feud, she loses and then what? Yes, but it's all about how creative comes up with something for her after. She's not a headliner. And if you're looking for a headliner, yeah, you drop the SmackDown women's title back to Charlotte. She's headlining your women's division as your champion. You have the, the most overgirl in the company right now, Becky Lynch, headlining your women's division as the Raw women's champion. And then you can do anything you want from there. 
you need you need you need stars on top, and you need stars on top that are already established, and those two are Lacey Evans carrying the women's division right now at this current point in time isn't necessarily the best move. Not to say that they wouldn't do it, I just don't see it as the best move for them right now. I don't think necessarily it's the best move. I just think it's one of those situations where they could okay, the belt will make her, and then say we keep Becky on Raw, we still have her, even though she's not the champ, she can now chase it. Titles don't make you, though. Sometimes Cir- they don't, but they makes, try it sometimes. Circumstance is what makes a superstar. Circumstance is what makes a competitor. Um, titles are simply there, a prop to get you to the next level. Lacey Evans doesn't need to get to the next level yet. She's only only just begun. So I, should they should they shotgun the title to her? I think it'd be a huge mistake. I don't think it necessarily is the right idea. I could just definitely see it happening. Something we got into a little bit before we get into headlines. Where do you see the money in the bank in the pay-per-view hierarchy? Because to me at this point, it is not one of the no, it's probably- throwaway pay-per-views. I see it as... On the same level as the Rumble or SummerSlam? No, I don't. I, I think it's you're always going to have your top four. You know, your Royal Rumble, your WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Those are always going to be the most focused. I think it's number five. I think it's the way King of the Ring was number five, but still one of your tent poles, as Eric Bischoff would call them. Yeah, because look. It sets up a storyline for presumably the rest of the year. The entire year, yeah. yeah. It's, it's important in that sense, but really outside of that, it's the only importance. And there's always a great match on top, whether it's Punk and Cena or any, like, they, I feel like there's always a pretty good title match. It's not just, oh, yeah, well, we're throwing our truth in there because we <laughs> do a pay-per-view every month and someone's got to fight. Right. Like, I feel like they always, <laughs> like, we're getting Seth, we're, uh, we're getting Seth and AJ, we're getting Becky and Charlotte again. I know we've seen it a hundred times, sure. but it's a premier match. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I just think, these, like... These two girls do phenomenal uh, work. They do phenomenal work. I wanted to see them get away from each other for just a bit, because you don't do but, but Stone Cold Rock but every that's, month. But that's, that's the problem. Maybe that's the way you have her drop the title, right. she goes to Raw, yeah. they disappear from each other. Yeah. If that's the reasoning behind it, I'm fine, but I'm very much with you. The Just... just Move on for just a little bit. Yeah, just, just, I get you want to go. I guess even like my Stone Cold Rock comparison at Backlash, sometimes you go with those two. So, okay, yeah. I'll take it for this one now that it's the pay per view after and it's a big one. So, I'm fine with it. Just real quick, I know this might be a headline too, but I'm jumping ahead to this because I just saw it again. I believe WWE has changed the name once again of the Viking Raider experience. What are they now? I think it said it was. The Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders alone now. They sent out a survey to their, I guess, WWE Network subscribers. Oh, I usually get those surveys. I didn't get that, but... to them as the Viking Raiders now. Okay, all so right. So they're a third name change in less than one match. <laughs> this is great. No, this well, is... no. Second name change. Right. Overall, third from NXT. Oh, from NXT. Yeah, yeah. okay. So let's, since we were just talking about the women's division... Uh, Let's get to Kevin's favorite subject. Oh, man. Sasha Banks. Where is, is she still employed? Is, is, yes. is she still alive? The latest update. Is she anywhere? The latest, is she doing anything? The latest, because she was. they were supposed to be bringing her back for Money in the Bank, and then they were going to figure it out from there. Now the latest update is she's willing to pull the Neville and just sit out the rest of her contract. Please do it. But what's Please funny sit out. It, they should I just think, fire her. I think, well, I don't know that they're going to do that because I think they want to punish her and we talked about this right before we started recording they do this with some uh wrestlers as well luke harper requested his release they told luke harper go bleep yourself good tacking on 
the injured time. They should. But why? Like, it's so petty. They you should. Have so many people under contract. You These signed a contract for a certain period of time. You signed a contract for a certain period of time. That is your obligation. But they're extending it. That it's, is, it's already past that time. Right, that, they don't want there him was to a go clause. To AEW. Who cares about AEW? It's they a freaky dick company with no TV. That 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 time that he was out was under the uh, the contract the time period that he was under contract. There's a clause in that contract that if you're out for any certain period of time, you're technically not working and we're paying you. So you have to right. you have to fulfill that time. They can do that. They did that didn't they do that with Rey Mysterio not too I long ago? I believe so as well. Yeah. They they can tack that time on. If she's going if she's going to blatantly if Sasha Banks is blatantly going to sit out, not even hurt She's blatantly going to just not show up for work under the contract that she committed to, that she signed, that's been notarized by a notary on both sides. They should tack on whatever time is left on that contract the to the back end. I hope they do it. Why? What's the best with her? Screw her. Why? Like, that's just so, so petty. You're, so you're just going to let her go? Yeah. Why? Because so if somebody you, else can make money with her? Because if you don't want to be here, pal, don't be here. She still gets a 90-day no-compete like everyone else. But you're going to go let somebody else make money with her. Yeah. Off of what you created. What money are they going to really make with Sasha Banks? Are you kidding like, me? She'll make money, but is she's Ring gonna of Honor going to make be, money? She's going to be the most in-demand women's wrestler in the world. And... What like how much money do these companies like? It's that's it's, that's TBD, but that has nothing to do. It's, that, it's a drop all, in the bucket. One point has nothing to do with the other. It's a drop in the bucket for this company. But one they point literally has nothing to do with the other. You know how you know how much time they spent on TV trying to uh, building up her character? How much money they spent? What's thirty seconds on Monday Night Raw cost? Fifty two thousand dollars. Why don't we combine that with the six minute and seven minute, eight minute, twelve minute segments that they put into her over the last three years? There's their investment. Did they, on top of what they paid. Did they get that money back yet out of her? Probably not. Why are you going to let somebody else go use your exposure of the of a character that you built on off of the on the WWE television somewhere else? It's ridiculous. I just uh, I thought they were independent contractors. I thought they were free to come time, and go as they choose. On your side, hmm? there's no way in the world I would let her. Go. No, it's ridiculous. Not even a little bit. <laughs> it's an awful business decision. Terrible. Business I just, decision. Like it just Sin seems year, so petty. Another year to deal. I would Screw too. Her. Uh, that, it's just nonsense to me. Just let her go. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. We have plenty of people under contract. It's not like they're losing anything. They it's are, not like they losing, got. They are losing. They're it's losing not like money. they got nothing out of her either. It's not like money. she just used them. It's they're not bi- losing a dime. Yes, they are. on Sasha Banks. They're losing all the money it cost on the TV uh, on the TV time exposure. The they mo- already got that money. No, they didn't. They already made that money. They did that not. is sunk cost already. Not on her. Oh my god. Not on her. That's absolutely maybe insane. on maybe on Seth Rollins, but not on her. So if so if they didn't make that money, what's the point? If she's not making them money, then they're not losing anything. There's by a letting lot of people go. in there that are not making them money, they're, but they're making a lot of money themselves. That's the problem with the WWE today, not having a one, not having one or two main top stars. We've talked about this before, and that's of their own doing as well. Correct, but they're still going to go ahead and, and get what they can out of her. They're not just going to they're not going to uh, take what they've sunk into her financially and let somebody else profit off of it. That's ridiculous. That's business one hundred and one. That's just bullshit to me. It's insane. <laughs> AEW schedule will be very wrestler friendly. Uh, this is a quote from Tony Khan. Uh, that's Shahid Khan's son. He's the president of CEO in AEW. They're invested together. They're trillionaires. Uh, they own the Jags. I don't know about trillionaires. Uh, but they're, they're they're damn close. I just feel like at a certain point you don't have a you don't have an amount of money. It's just a guarantee you can't run out. Like they they <laughs> yeah, don't have that's, that's absolutely the, right. the cons don't have like cash. 
It's just like, hey, when you want a plane, you get a plane. Correct. That's just, there's no amount. They're just that rich. But this is a quote from Tony Khan. Uh, For us, I want to offer a quality of life and a work-life balance that is the best and is unparalleled in the business for the best quality of life. What that means is less time on the road, but still working regularly, regularly, still performing on pay-per-view and on television in the future. I believe you don't need to spend six days on the road to make a good living as a wrestler or five days on the road per week necessarily. It's a great idea in theory, but it's a total asinine statement. Like, no disrespect to Tony Khan. If you're... if you're going to give wrestlers a good enough pay salary to not have to be on the road five, six days a week, where's the revenue coming from? Because they're getting paid off the houses. Like, I, if you want, if you want to, to your point, if Tony Khan's going to shell it out of his own pocket where you don't have, where they have enough money to not run out, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you're running this as a legitimate company, you know, you, you have to bring in money. And if you're going to pay, let's just say, for argument's sake, if you're going to pay, Co- or uh, I think you say Cody Rhodes, if you're going to say, if you're going to pay Cody Rhodes a half a million dollars, but he's only on the road three days a week, well, where's the where, where's the revenue coming from to pay the rest of that salary? It's got to come from somewhere, right? This is a this is a company right now who is going to start out by paying to be on television. Yep. So there's no advertisement money coming in. Where's the other streams of revenue? You're just Dishing out money, it's a great idea, and I un- and I understand where he's coming from. It's just not going to work. Well, how do you build the fan base? On, on just uh, money aside, how do you build that fan base? Correct. Seeing somebody once a week on TV is one offers thing. me no connection, as other than that I can go, oh, this house show and that house show, and maybe get a little bit of interaction. Right, with the but guys it, and but, a high but, five but to that but to that argument, they only come to Philadelphia three times a year, so like we only get to see them in person three times a year. Yeah. So what do you? You know, it doesn't matter if they're only in your town for one night at a time. Okay, so, what's I, that? Con- that connection is choice, still strange. As we've seen with a lot of fans out there, I don't, but I have the choice to go to, to a New Jersey house show, a New York house show. Yeah, fair enough. This house show, that house show. And that's where all the the personal stuff. And I'm, sh- I'm, I'm just shocked somebody like Tony Khan, who's so, you know, so smart and, you know, the family owning the Jaguars and whatever, whatever soccer club in, in England, like, they understand business. If yeah. there's anything they understand, you would, have to, you would think they do. If there's anything, if there's one thing these people aren't is stupid, um, and if there's one thing they understand, it's business. Like I said, great idea in theory. I'm very supportive of that idea. There just has to be a way to justify these really good salaries, or however he put it, to to be able to pay them out. That's I'm just thinking. Like I I I agree. The the business runs on. Hey man, not only do you need TV, you need the live events, you need all this stuff to but make money. But you need money, money coming in you, from yeah, the TV. you need money coming in from all these things. I'm thinking maybe the theory is because they are going to try to live by the independent contractor thing. They know that certain number of their wrestlers are going to just have a fan base, and people get to see them in other promotions, so they're familiar but with. They're going to limit that though. They're going to limit it. And I think, like, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, they're not going they're to coming, be working. They're coming in with built-in fan base. They're not going to be working every night. But guys Jericho's at the bo- flat out said he yeah, won't. He yeah. just won't do it. And, you know, they don't need to. Guys at the bottom of the card, I have, a tr- I have a lot of trouble believing they're not working several times a week. I just think they're going to try to live on merch and live, in, live off of the built-in audience. It's a terrible, terrible it business awful. model. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's a good business plan. And it, so- it, so- it sounds like doomsday is impending. Like, it's, <laughs> it, that's awful. Like, say they tape four shows at, at a time and like that's, they're you're, doing you're looking at TNA, one right? live event. You're looking event. at TNA number two. 
If anything, these guys have the money to go after the business model that the WWE has. You know, follow what's the what's the line we always hear? Follow the money, man. You know, not saying do what they do or copy how they do, but take aspects of what they do. They've beaten they've Vince McMahon has beaten everybody. He's won. He's won this game. So take aspects of what that guy does and put it into your business. If you're going to live off t-shirts and pro wrestling tea stores and, you know, pay-to-play television. Uh, and hope the exposure from other uh, promotions is enough. I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. I don't. Well, it's not going to work. Just like in football, everybody is now following the Patriots model of compensatory picks. Yes. And all, all this kind of stuff and trading back and Added whatever value. they're doing. Exactly. You have, especially with the organization that's starting from nothing. Especially in this country. Yes, I've seen Jericho. I might have seen Omega for 30 seconds or whatever. But me, as a fan, I'm brand new to 90% of these guys. You essentially need to show me who the hell these guys are before you start saying, well, I Correct. see him once or twice a week. Like yeah. there, There's a kid that's going to come into AEW, and he is fantastic, and he is one of the top independent wrestlers, Yeah, and he is way better than he has any business being at this point in his career at only three or four years in. His name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And I know him. And I, you know, I, I know him because I've watched him grow. I, I watched him right out of training. I've helped him. I'm still in touch with him. We talk. And I try to help him through a lot. He doesn't need my help anymore. But the reason I know him is because of my relationship with him. The reason hardcore wrestling fans know him is because they see him on every independent. Mm-hmm. The casual fan who's going to see him on whatever TV station they're going to end up airing this show on has no idea what an MJF is. Just because Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks love him doesn't mean the fans are going to love him. I and, watched the and live they, stream, couldn't tell you who the hell he was. And they, need, and they need the time and they need to properly expose who this kid is, not only on television, but on the road. And if you're going to have a limited schedule, you, it's just not going to cross over the way they think it's going to. Especially like a company that's going to live off of internet buzz. Like that means you need the live events to get that going. Like, yeah, maybe one, you know, one TV show a week is enough for your general audience. But then to get people really hooked, like I am gonna wanna okay, yeah, give me MJF. Like when I see, oh man, they are tearing down the house and on not like for nothing. every weekend, everywhere they go, and every single This bingo kid hall. is probably the best heel out there right now. Like he he's going to be a star. There's no doubt about that. Whether it's AEW that makes him a star or he does, you know, or elsewhere, he's going to be a star. But if AEW wants to make him a top heel or at least a, you know, a Christian level type heel, you know, upper mid card, they really need they really need the time to invest into him and a full road schedule and a full television schedule just isn't going to get it done. Their first show literally on TV needs to be promo 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 match match match. I don't know who half of these guys are. I'm not an independent wrestling fan. I'm just not. I don't have the time for that working in radio here. I don't know who these guys are. So if you're not going to do a house show and allow these guys the 10 minutes Well, or they're not saying they're not going to they're not going to do house but shows. But not enough. They're going to do some like I, you know. It's going to be the limited schedule we kind of talked about right. in earlier episodes where I guess some guys are going to be on, some guys are going to be off and it's a mix match like, every look, week. I know I know that there's plans to run Philadelphia. I had somebody reached out and asked me for you know building suggestions in Philadelphia. So I know it's in the plans. Just What do they think in size-wise? 
Uh, I'm not going to get into that right all now. Right. It's kind of outside of uh, outside of my pay grade. Not that I'm getting paid by anybody, just <laughs> offering suggestions. Um, but I don't know how much information should be really put out there right now. So we'll hold off on that for a second. All right, all right. But I know that like there are road shows in the plans. However, if enough, if not enough road shows are in the plans, it's just it's going against what they think they're going to do, and it's detrimental to the product. And I, that's I gotta believe. Especially when they're making towns for the first time in the big traditional towns like Philly, Chicago, etc. We're going to get the full roster. I would hope so. For those shows, at least to start. I would have to think. Like the first time that they work New York, guess what? Everyone's on. Sure. Has I, to be. I would say Philadelphia. I'd say, yeah. I'd say Chicago. I'd say LA. I'd say Dallas and Houston. Yeah. Like the traditional wrestling towns. That have hardcore lineage of wrestling. Everywhere we know the names of the arenas based on the town, you sure. know, like they're. Go- I think we're gonna get the full. Yeah. Uh, all right. So speaking of indie stars, not one anymore, but Daniel Bryan. I'm. I, I was joking around saying I'm heartbroken about Kevin Owens. This is legitimately like killing me. The Daniel Bryan injury hasn't been on the road since WrestleMania 35. I read one report that it's a neck thing. Of course, the last time it turned out to be post concussion, we had, oh, it's his shoulder, it's his arm, it's his neck and it it seems all kind of related. Look, everything's not being a doctor, but uh, everything's speculatory right now. We don't know what this is. We don't even know if he's injured. For all we know, he he's had, taking time off. He had some time off planned with his wife and his and his uh and his daughter after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really again going back earlier. Let's just wait and see. Let this one play out. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, he missed weekend live events. Maybe that was in the card. Maybe that was planned. Maybe that was in the cards. Maybe that was something he had approved prior to WrestleMania. Maybe he actually is hurt. I don't know. We'll see. But I think we should let this one play out before we jump to anything. Just running back real fast because I forgot to make a point on Sasha. I am so badly hoping she runs in at Money in the Bank, and this is still... I'm still betting on work. I'm still betting on work. Even so, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Undertaker and Kurt Angle pulled from StarCast 2. StarCast was the, you know, podcast uh, big... Festival that they ran big, with uh, the big, yeah big convention. Uh, what the uh, hell was it? The a- first AEW show before it was AEW. All uh, in, all in, yep. yeah. And uh, they did that. Conrad Thompson headed it up. He of course does the Pritchard show. Conrad does a great the, job. The, yeah, I love Conrad. Uh, but Taker and Angle were advertised for this for Double or Nothing and. Get pulled by WWE, Conrad says he was told by Vince McMahon he would not allow any main roster replacements. So he's thinking right now, maybe Shawn Michaels is uh, is the potential replacement for these two. We just talked about the whole thing with Sasha and Luke Harper. I actually don't have a problem with this because these guys really are don't either. these guys are legends and they're just coming off of TV. They're going to be working for the company again. They signed, That's the thing is they have these deals. They're, they're not exclusive, deals, yeah. but they're you know it's still you run it by WWE if you're going to be doing other stuff. Yeah, look, they sign new deals, Taker and and Angle. <laughs> the thing about it is, if you let the if you let the Undertaker do it. You have to let Seth Rollins do it. Yeah, that's and you have the... to let John Cena do it, and you have to let everybody do it. And I, I understand their point. Um, I imagine Conrad understands their point. Um, I think his gripe is that he had ink dried on paper. He had already, yeah, with with the talent and the representatives, um, flight accommodations already bought, mm-hmm. and the WWE wasn't really willing to budge on helping them with a replacement. 
um, of that caliber. So he's kind of he's he's, ki- right he, he's kind of DOA. You know what I mean? But yeah, he, I see both sides. If yeah. that makes any sense, like I'm Absolutely. real, I'm, I'm kind of Switzerland on this one. Like I understand, I understand uh, Conrad's side, and I understand the WWE side. So I mean, it's just it really is just unfortunate for the fans to be a. a of anybody else. Yeah, if you already bought a ticket, it's yeah. a bummer because Undertaker is legitimately like usually when a card changes, I'm like, all right, well, no one bought, you know, no one bought a ticket for that. But Undertaker, out of character, yeah, I bought a ticket for that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But I am so like, I feel as if I am part of the company when it comes to the Undertaker character. Like, I want to protect that thing at all costs. I don't. I don't want to see him get in the Hall of Fame because I don't want to see him make a Hall of Fame speech other than potentially he comes out, does the entrance, and says does rest the, in peace, does the thing, and walks right back out. That'd be like, awesome. That's it. I like. It's I am weird. to so that point with it. Every so him now getting and then, pulled speaking from speaking that with him, yeah. he's on Michelle McCool's Instagram. Okay, yeah. as a normal person, <laughs> and he's like and working it is out. The weirdest freaking thing I've ever seen. They do little videos with their kids, and it's sweet. Like obviously. Family stuff is great, but it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen to see, like, Undertaker, like, giving a piggyback ride to one of his kids. Uh, speaking, of, in, in this SI article about Taker and Angle getting pulled, Conrad comes up with kind of what he wants to do as his replacement, and I think it's really awesome. Uh, getting HBK and getting Razor Ramon, Scott Hall together, and doing a 25th anniversary watch-along of their uh, ladder match. That'd I be think cool. that That'd would be, be cool. absolutely freaking awesome, considering they didn't really do that on the network, and I think they absolutely freaking should have. Yeah, that'd be all right. I'm down for that. I would love to see wrestlers do that more often, like talk through, like, here's what I was thinking here, mm-hmm. here's how I felt after I took this bump. Would be great yeah. to see. So, guys, I have some heartbreaking news for you. You've just been heartbroken yeah, all can't be as heartbroken. So Ronda isn't coming back. I was going to say, can't be as, as heartbreaking as Sasha <laughs> yeah. Banks not having a job. It, Ronda's not coming back. Uh, it for looks, now. Yeah, it, it, lo- it sounds like she said she was willing to be done at Survivor Series. They had the match with Becky scheduled. Becky gets hurt. Charlotte jumps in, loses by DQ, and that gets the whole ball rolling on the Mania main event. She stayed around because of the possibility that women were going to headline Mania. But here we are. Uh, It ran its course. Yeah, it ran its course, I guess. I wanted to see see if, uh, you know, it could play out, if she could get better and be better. And I I really liked the way she started. I thought she really fizzled at the end, but I guess it was a a one-year thing. that's fine. She's still under contract for like two more years. I don't think she's gone. I absolutely believe she's coming back at some point. She's going to have a baby. That's fine. Whatever. But she was entertaining to watch wrestle, entertaining to see grow. But I could do without her, too. Look, it doesn't matter either way. She did nothing to bump WWE's bottom line. She was one who made money, um, you know, didn't really. She maybe sold tickets for that first round of, of shows that she did. Like, hey, come see Ronda Rousey in the WWE. But after that, like, she made a lot, you know. She made a lot of money, but she didn't make them any money. That's I bet you for the first half of it. Sure, it worked, and then it really just started to all right. Because I was I was into it. Well, watching and then, her win over and over and over again by barely being able to wrestle, and she was growing, and you could see her grow and learn, which is fine. It, it was a novelty act. It was a it was a it was an attraction. It was you know much like Brock Lesnar, although she stuck around longer than Brock. Um, I don't think it matters either way. I really yeah. don't. It's, I, I, it's not going to be detrimental to WWE's no. business, and it's not going to put them over the top. Yeah, I thought that this could be a big thing for them, and it just after the first couple of months, I was like, eh, all right. Again, Next. that goes. That yeah. goes. They're going to try it again with Conor McGregor soon, so you'll no, see. No, they're not. <laughs> 2.0. No, they're not. 
Any interest in Enzo and Cass at this yeah. point? I like sure. they're damn entertaining on the mic. Them on the indies, I think, could be just a real different act. I don't think they're going to do the indies though, because I don't think Enzo has any uh, any interest. I think they're just going to stick to Ring of Honor. Just stick with Ring of Honor because it'd, be, it'd be smart on Enzo's behalf to do that. Cass can go around and make the money. That's fine. Enzo has other things going on. The story I read was there's no plans for them in the future with Ring of Honor at this time. Well, that's ridiculous if that's the case. Why would you waste that whole thing at Madison Square Garden if, yeah, you, have no was... pl- if you have no plans for them? Well, just for shock value? Like, what are these people thinking when they're writing shows? <laughs> like, they just come up with they're ideas not. and right shotgun shit, and like, and then they just drop it? Like, what? These people should just hire me to write these shows. Like, this, I'm going to go through the roof. This is, why would you waste that? At Madison Square Garden, yep. it's the War of the Worlds, the, the NJPW ROH show. You have them come out, and it's a big deal. Okay, no, no future plans. They are, uh, they are team name now, Free Agents, which they which are. Is, yes, and so that's whatever. But it fits them. But Kaz yeah. XL, man. Yeah, yeah Kaz XL. And yeah, I just. Diesel. Yeah, I, I, I just was like, I, I reacted much like you. I was like, what do you mean? So you just did that's, this for the shock value, and then that, that's that. There's a reason Ring of Honor's audience is never drawn and it's yeah. for, uh, or going higher than what they've had for the past 15 years, and it's decisions like that. All right, so I have a couple of mailbag questions to close out. Just a little bit of Ask Kev stuff. This is what I want to do. So hit us up on Twitter. If you ever have questions about the business, insider stuff, whatever, at Smart Stripes. Uh, this first question, Kevin, can you tell me anything about Mr. Kennedy slash Ken Anderson? In in what regard? In what context? Just like, have you ever worked with him? Oh, yeah. How come he never got bigger than he is? God, Ken was Ken was a great talent. So... Ken and I came in. Well, Ken got signed to WWE before I did, but I remember the night he debuted, which was in Columbus, Ohio, which was one of the nights I was on my extended tryout in the Nationwide Arena. Um, I did Paul Burchill versus Deuce in a dark match that night, and he debuted on Velocity against Funaki. Velo. And I, I, I just, I, I mean, I remember clear as day, like it was yesterday. Ken, Ken was the chosen one, man. He was yeah. the golden child. He was amazing. They were putting the rocket ship right to him. Unfortunately, and Ken will probably tell you this. Ken just couldn't stay healthy. Yep. You know, they were getting ready to put the title on him. On they took that money in the back yeah. off him when he hurt his shoulder or whatever. They were getting ready to put the title on him at some point, and then he tore his tricep, something like something that. Something like yeah. that. And uh, and he dropped the money in the bank, and he was kind of he was kind of dead in the water from there. Had a decent run in TNA and that, that type of thing, but you know Ken's a phenomenal talent. He has his wrestling school now out in, uh, and I, be- I believe it's St. Paul, Minnesota, or the Minneapolis area. Is that the, is that the same area? Yeah, St. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Minneapolis. I think that's, yeah, uh, those I are think the twin cities, right? Yeah, right. So I think I, I think it's St. Paul. It could be okay. Minneapolis, but whatever it is, he has his, his school out there. Um, his co-trainer was Davari before Davari went back to WWE. Oh, okay, so, okay. so Ken's doing good stuff. He continues to contribute to the business. Uh, a good, good guy. A lot of fun to be around. Uh, just you know, a jokester, a prankster. Just uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with Ken. That's really, he, really good guy. To me, like the ultimate what if guy. All right, last question here, and then we'll wrap up. Kev, what is the best match you ever worked? Televised, non-televised? What like you were in the ring, your performance, you were on top of it. The guys were on top of it. What was God, the best you a, ever it's did? Such a subtle one too. Yeah, uh, okay. My non my non television one was actually a dark match at the uh, the No Mercy pay per view in Portland, Oregon, two thousand eight. Uh, Primo and Carlito against Miz and Morrison. Okay. It was just an awesome... A lot of guys who can work. It was just yeah. an awesome... Aw- the match should have been on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Like, for whatever reason, it clicked. And I don't... Like, we all clicked. And, like, you know just when it... You know when it's happening. Like, 
me, like me, Miz, and Morrison were on the same page. Me, Carly, and Primo were on the same page. Like we were rocking and rolling, man. We went in, did business, got out of there. It was awesome. Wish I had that match on tape. I really do. I'm sure it's on the network somewhere. It's a dark match. It wouldn't be, but it's in the. It's. Oh, right. I don't think they have a lot of the pre-shows. It's up. in the. Yeah. It, it wasn't even a pre-show. There's we, no pre-show we at that point. Yeah. It's just the dark we, match. We weren't yeah, doing yeah, pre-shows yeah, yeah. at that point, but. Um, I know it's definitely sure in the it's archive. On tape somewhere. <laughs> it's on. It's in the archive in the tower somewhere. And then my favorite or my best televised match. Uh, there's two of them. One because one holds uh, value to me was in Philadelphia, Wells Fargo Center, center, of, uh, center ice of the Flyers, center court of the Sixers, first round of the Intercontinental Title Tournament in 2008, which is actually the match. Uh, if you guys saw, I briefly appeared in uh, in Kofi's no, video yeah, on yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was that. It was actually that match. Uh, Kofi versus Rey Mysterio oh. in the Wells Fargo Center, and then in Richmond, Virginia, we did a six man tag on ECW one night. Ms. Morrison and Layla, yeah, Ms. Morrison and Layla against uh, Jimmy Yang, Shannon Moore, and Kelly Kelly. <laughs> and it was awesome. That what ma- a group. That, that match is actually on YouTube. You can go find that okay. one. That's right. that that was a lot of fun. And we we're going to be his matches and tell him everything. That's we're going to we're yeah. going to be doing some sort of watch alongs at some point yeah, soon. Yeah, I want to get into that, especially with some of your work. Cool. Uh so that's all the time we have for you on this edition of Smarks and Stripes. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't hit that subscri- subscribe button already, please do. And hey, this is a show for wrestling nerds. Made by, I don't think either of you are going to take any, uh, you know, you don't get in the business without being a wrestling nerd. Or Correct. A f- this is made by wrestling nerds. The only way we're going to grow this show into what it can possibly be is with the support of all the wrestling nerds out there. Tell your wrestling friends. I think we're all a certain age that we only have so many people we can talk to about wrestling. Correct. Absolutely. Those guys, those those friends of yours, tell them about this show. Tell them to listen. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And hit us up on Twitter. Any Anything you want to know, or tell us we suck, whatever. I'm fine with it. I'm a heel. Uh, I'll respond to you. At Smarks, S M A R K S, Stripes on Twitter. Just hit us up, and uh, we'd really appreciate it. For Kevin, for Turtle, my name is Bill. Have a great week, everybody. Uh-huh.